Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I say your name. You solemnly swear. Support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies. Foreign and domestic. And to bear true faith. And allegiance to the same. That I will obey. The orders of. The President of the United States. And the orders of. Those officers, Those officers appointed over me, over me. according to regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. Thank you again, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of the American Vet Podcast. Once again, that friendly reminder of every Friday night, I have that open Zoom meeting. Catch me on Facebook, Instagram. And get your link, or you can email me direct at Dave at AmericanVetPodcast.com to get your the link. It's just a virtual bar in a sense. A bunch of vets get together on Friday nights. Starts at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, and we go until the last man can't hold their head up anymore. <laughs> but tonight, I'm sitting here with Carmelo, who has served from 2005 to 2010 as a 19 Delta scout for the army he has he was with three stations and one has been on one deployment now he is the author of six books one of those books has been picked up for a film so without further ado man how you how you doing today what's up buddy how's everything uh you know living the nightmare chasing a dream i guess <laughs> <laughs> So talk to me, uh, you know, who you were before the Army and why you joined the Army and nothing else. Well, um, before I joined the Army, I was uh, I was just an average cook, you know, working, working little uh, little jobs here and there. Just try to get by. Um, I actually joined the Army because, you know, the uh, the life I was living before the, the military wasn't that great. You know, the life, the, the lifestyle, the, you know, um, as a whole just the way I was living wasn't that great. So it was, it was a, a way out for me, you know, a way out of the ghetto, a way out of the struggle that I was living. So um, that's why I joined, you know, there wasn't any other kind of reason behind it. I didn't have any family that was involved. I didn't know anything about the military. The only thing that I knew was uh, whatever the recruiter told me. And I, I really didn't care, you know, what job it was. Um, I scored high enough on the test that he was like, Hey, you're open to anything. And I was like, what can get me out of here right now? And yeah. he was like, and I was like, okay, sign me up. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, buddy. And he was like, oh, so you're like 125 pounds. And, uh, yeah, this is like a man's man's job. He was like, I'm a goddamn man. I can do this. <laughs> you know? So he was like, all right. So, uh, they sent me off and here I am today. Nice. So what is a, uh, so I'm a Marine, so I don't know what a 19 Delta scout is. So what is that? Well, I mean, like, um, uh, break it down Barney style. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like an infantryman for the most part, except for the fact that now you're driving Bradley's tanks. Um, you're doing your forward reconnaissance. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the most uh, simplest way to, to put it. You know, but uh, 
we're out there with the grunts the majority of the time um uh you're in your squad you're in your squadrons or your battalions or whatever it is and you would have you know your teams of uh of infantrymen with your cav scouts you know as team members so you can go get the job done whatever it is right outstanding so what uh what state did where you did you grow up and where you went into the army? Well, I'm uh I'm from New York. Okay. Uh, New York uh native. I'm from uh you know, I was born in the Bronx, then I uh I spent the majority of my time in uh in Brooklyn. Um I joined the military when I was in uh Pennsylvania. My mom was like, um, yeah, you're going down this this spiral. And I was like, Yeah, I know. So uh, she brought me to Pennsylvania, and then that was when I, I took the leap, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm out." You yeah. know, outstanding. So yeah. where were your uh, where Where'd you go for your first station? I went to um, I did basic at uh, Fort Knox. Yeah, yeah. So before um, everybody would be sent to, I, I think it is uh, Benning or Bragg right now. I can't I can't remember which one is it. But um, the Cav Scouts and the engineers went to Fort Knox for for basic and uh, they did whatever they did there, you know. So uh, that was my first station. Um, from there, I ended up in Fort Drum. Okay. You know, for those of you who know Fort Drum, you know, uh, yeah. uh, it was it was long. It was long. Um, the weather's the weather sucks. You know, eight feet of snow is a regular. You know, um, but training never stops. Right. And that was where that was where I did my deployment. Um yeah. Uh first in, last out. Um, so when I deployed, I was uh young, young private. So I went with the first uh first group to set up. And then uh coming back, I was uh training as a sergeant okay. at that whatever you want to call it so um last out you know so i i spent <laughs> spent a, a little bit more than than 15 months out there just for that specific reason um yeah and then from there i ended up back at fort knox as uh training cadre so now i'm teaching these you know these scouts to to learn how to do the basics and then I ended up in, I volunteered to go to, uh, for another deployment. And while I was doing the process, I, I was flagged. Uh, they said that the injuries that I sustained on my previous deployment was too much to, uh, endure another deployment, okay. which, and then, um, they, I got medically retired from there. Okay, so did you go back to Pennsylvania, or are you up in New York now? <clears throat> so from there, I ended up uh, picking up a scholarship at Penn State University. So yeah. I went over. Yeah, I went over there. I did, you know, uh, I think about a year or so uh, at Penn State. Uh, it really wasn't for me. It was. It was. It was a really, really weird atmosphere. Um, coming from you know wherever I came from that everything was all testosterone everything was all you know go and hard charge and we're here to get shit done to now everything is super duper liberal <laughs> um 
everything, you know, I mean, like the students, I, I come in with, you know, all of my stuff and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just here to get this shit done. They're like, oh my God, you're a military man. You kill people, you do this. And I'm like, you don't get out my face. You, you're just going to be another victim. I swear to God, yeah. you know, so that's what it, that's what it turned into. Um, and then, uh, before I knew it, I was, uh, dropping out of that university to go to another, well, I wouldn't say drop out. I transferred out to, uh, to go to a more, uh, military friendly, uh, university in New York. And, um, from there, you know, I, you know, I furthered my education more than I would, I, I would have ever thought, you know? Perfect. Yeah. Nice. So, all right. So now, now you're the author of six books. Yes, sir. What, uh, what inspired you to do the first book? So, um, while, while I was home, you know, um, I was working, um, I graduated and I picked up employment at a uh, federal prison. So, you know, through this process or whatever, I ended up uh, mistakenly being declared dead by the uh, by the VA, which was super bizarre. Yeah. You know, I was dealing with a full riot at the time when I got uh, it was weird because in the prison system, they they make you lock all of your, you know, electronics in lockers so you can't you know, you can't reach out or whatever. So it took me, you know, a couple of days before I was able to contact family and I'm over here looking at my phone and it's like over a hundred missed calls, a bunch of text messages. And they're like, please don't tell me that this is true. And Oh my God, answer your phone. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I'm calling these people back and they're like, Oh, we received notification by the, uh, by the VA to the estate of Carmelo Rodriguez. And I'm like, what the hell? I laughed and blew it off. And then um, I got home and I got a letter to the estate of Carmelo Rodriguez. Uh, uh, it was it was like a sympathy letter. Oh, you know, sorry for the for the death or the loss of, you know, whatever. And then um, I left. I blew it off, you know, just like like this is fucking hilarious. I'm just going to you know go on going about, you know, living my days. And then um, a couple of days later, I received a, a, a funeral, a funeral uh, allowance check from. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? You know, uh, Department of Treasury uh, sent me a funeral allowance check. And I was like, this is hilarious. You know, yeah. so I'm on the VA and I'm like, hey, so uh, I, I got something going on, you know, and. The, the representative, you know, you got to wait like an hour before you can even talk to somebody. Um, but she didn't know what to say. Yeah. She was like, oh, um, I'm going to have to have somebody call you back. And I'm like, dude, I just spent an hour on the phone and yeah. with five seconds, you're just going to shut me down. Like, can you give me some answers? And she was like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I've never done this. I've never I've never dealt with this. Uh, somebody's going to somebody is going to have to call you back. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Fine, whatever. Pissed off. Um, nobody called me back. I waited uh, another day or two. Then I got another check. 
you know, and that one was, <laughs> and that one was a, uh, uh, last benefits check. And then, um, I got a notice with that stating that, you know, on this day, all of the, all of Carmelo Rodriguez's benefits will be cut completely. And I was like, holy shit, you know, like yeah, this like- is right now, you know? <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So then I got a call back, um, that same day from, from the VA. And they said, Hey, take all of that information and go to the regional office and we'll take care of it. And I was like, awesome. You know? So, you know, I run down to the regional office with all my information and, um, I go to the front desk and I'm like, Hey, uh, this is what I got going on. And the lady was like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, and she was like, I gotta go get my manager. The manager comes back and was like, let me see the paperwork. And uh, he's looking at the paperwork and then he was like, let me get a, let me see the other one. And then he's looking at everything and he's looking at me and looking at everything. And I'm like, yeah, this is me. He was like, you got ID. And I'm like, yeah. And I give him my, uh, my military, you know, uh, my veterans ID. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, you got another form of identification? And I'm like, yeah. And I give him another one. He was like, you got another one? Before I know it, I'm giving him, you know, every kind of identification in my wallet. Yeah. And then he was like, holy crap. Uh, I need you to fill out this form. And it was like a sworn statement form about what happened. And then he was like, um, this should be taken care of within the next two weeks. And I'm like, do I have to come back? And he was like, no, we're going to take care of it. Yeah. And I was like, uh, get, can I have my documents back? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just going to make copies. And I was like, yeah, I need that because you never know. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me all my stuff. And I'm like, cool, this is great. And um, the smart guy in me, I started doing videos about the whole process because I'm like, you're not going to get me caught up on some crazy stuff. Like I'm not a scammer. I'm not out here doing this. I'm just, you know, trying to get my, whatever it is together. Yeah. So I started vlogging and I was like, yo, you won't believe what is happening right now. And it's just, you know, for the social medias, you know, for the like, yo, Hey guys, you won't believe what's happening. And I'm getting response back. Like what the hell? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here right now. (laughs) I'm talking to you from the other side. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and they're like oh you got to tell me more like this is crazy and i'm over here showing documents and all that other stuff and they're like yo this is wild or whatever so two weeks fly by and i'm and i'm like cool you know th- I, this should be good you know i i go to the to the uh to the va hospital to to get medicine and they're like it shows here that you're deceased and i'm like well i'm standing right here in front of you other fuckers yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, you know, so we're going back and forth. And then uh, a doctor that, the same doctor that I always see, he's like, I know him. He's one of my patients. And they're like, oh, well, he's, it shows here. And they're like, he's like, that's administration. He's my patient. I'm taking care of him. Yeah. And I'm like, you're awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. You found, you probably found the one good fucking VA doc out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, took care of me or whatever. Uh, couple of weeks later i get a letter from the irs yep. a couple of weeks later i get a letter from social security office yep. a couple of weeks later you know and this was this this started spiraling and i'm 
I'm like video, I'm like uh, vlogging this whole process and I'm calling all these people going through, you know, the whole process, like, Hey, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. And then I started reaching out to attorneys like, Hey, this is what I got going on. And everybody's like, Holy crap, this is so crazy, but we can't help you because we don't know how to fix this. And, you know, one agency turned into two agencies, turned into five agencies. And to the point that I was completely like erased. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, one of the attorneys said, hey, a buddy, you know, we know what you got going on and we know your profession. So let me give you some advice. You know, if you were to per se get stopped. You are deceased. But your credentials say this. Yeah. You know, what is the likelihood that you will not end up in your in the prison system that you are working because you're deceased? Yeah. But you're threats. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. This is really <laughs> happening. So I ended up having to talk to, you know, the uh the people where I was working and they were like, holy crap, you know? So that was a mess by itself. I was dealing with my own mess. It ended up getting to a point that I was, you know, on some kind of leave. And, um, yeah, I started going through like a really, really bad depression. And, uh, it, I think the lowest point out of the whole journey was I was going to the bank to um try to take out some money or whatever declined declined and i'm like i know i have money i know i have money because i deposit this you know what i mean and uh you know i'm I'm kind of a saver you know um so i'm like what the hell's going on i call the bank and i'm like hey um so i try to get some cash out of out of the ATM and it's not taking, it's not letting me take any money out. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And they were like, uh, give me your account information. I give them my account information and they were like, what's your name? What's your security questions? What, you know, the rundown. And then they were like, we're going to have to transfer you to the fraud department. And I'm like, Come okay, on, fine. I'll, I'll entertain it. What you got? Uh, I got transferred over and they were like, gave me the same rundown. And then they were like, we're going to have to ask you to come to the branch office. And I'm like, where I just was. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I'm like, fine, whatever. I'll go to the branch office. So I go down and I'm like, what you got? Same thing. Uh, I need to see forms of identification, you know, um, because on our end, we're showing that, you know, Whatever's going on is it's 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 looking like fraud. And I'm like, this is me. This is what I got going on. And they were like, Your your bank account is closed. And I was like, okay, so where's my money? Yeah. Who got that? And they were like, and they, and they were like uh, we're gonna have to talk to managers to try to figure out what's going on and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, so where's my money? Yeah. And they were like, Oh, well, um, whatever you have when your emergency uh contacts. You know, we notify them about what's going on. And I was like, I don't have anybody on my, on my emergency contacts. Where's my money? Yep. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a lot of back and forth. Um, nevertheless, 
that opened up, you know, after I want to say like a week, give or take a lot of back and forth. Um, so that opened up, but my whole life spiraled out of control to the point that, um, I started vlogging and I started making these videos and I was almost like pleading for help. But at the same time, I was showing that like, I didn't, I didn't care that I was going through this because I was still going to live my life. Right. So, um, it ended up getting picked up for national news. You know, um, people started, you know, people were listening and from there, you know, I, um, I had the interview or whatever it is. And then from there, another interview, another interview, and people just wanted to know more. So I vlogged, I did like a, I would say like a documentary vlog. Okay. About the whole, the whole story about everything that was going on. And, uh, it went viral, you know, uh, you know, soldiers wanted to know more, you know, they're, they're coming out and they're like, what the hell? You know, is this what I'm getting ready for? Um, the vets that were out there, they were like, how we, how can we help you? Like, you know, I, I got uh, stories from vets. That I was like, oh, I went through something very similar or man, that was crazy. You know, um, I got this contact, got that contact. So a lot of vets showing love all over the place. And oh. then uh, families of, of military personnel was was showing a lot of love. So, you know, this was it was definitely picking up some solid momentum. And, uh, you know, my journey ended with, um, everything getting fixed, but it took almost two years. So a two year, a two year battle just to regain my, my identity, you know, something that was supposedly an accident that could have been fixed. Um, but while I was, you know, doing the vlogging, I was journaling as well. And I journaled, I journeyed. Uh, journaled the whole process yeah. and then um once it was complete i was like you know what let me um what if i turn this into a book yeah it was the smallest idea and i'm looking at you know my youtube channel how it started blossoming and i was like you know what yeah i'm gonna turn this into a book so i turned it into a, a memoir i started reaching out to all the fans that was watching everybody i was like hey you know I'm, I'm going to make this, I'm going to turn this story into a book. I'm going I'm to put in all the details that you guys, you know, didn't know you guys didn't see, you know, I'm going I'm to bring this to life for you guys. And that blew. <laughs> Everybody wanted a copy. You know, this was like the, you know, like as of right now, this is a, this is in the running to be a top book on Amazon. So I'm like, holy crap, this is really, you know, and then the responses was even better because they were like, how is this not a movie? How is this not a movie? And I was like, I got a documentary about it. And people were like, no, we want the movie. Yeah. I'm like, all right. You know, uh, you know, people, people want a movie. I guess I got to, you know, figure out a way to, to make it happen, you know, and on the, edu- on the educational side of things, you know, I started moving forward into my my master's degree in business and uh, I ventured off into uh, Harvard business school for certifications or whatever. So that's when it transformed from this is a life crisis. I'm going to turn this into some kind of accomplishment. I'm going to 
turn this into a, a story that I, I fought for my life and I want, you know, I'm right. You know, turn this into, you know, something much bigger and, and have a cause behind it rather than just playing victim. Yeah. You know, so I decided to turn it, uh, write the whole script about it. And from there, you know, it, it got picked up to be a film. And as of right now, you know, we started filming everything and, and it's looking to turn into something a lot more than what I initially expected. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, so that's that's the first book. And so, uh, so is the vlog still live today or? Because the because of the movie or because of the film. Yeah, it's currently. Frozen, the account, right. the account currently on a, on hold yep. because I don't want to take away from the film. Right. I got you. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 So what's the first book called? The first book is called uh dead soldier, a uh, story of the living. Okay. Yeah. And that's on Amazon. You said it's on Amazon. It's uh it's in Barnes and Nobles. It's honestly, it's on every single platform that you could think of. You can literally just Google it and you know, it'll pop up literally everywhere. You know, that's okay. how it's becoming right now. Nice. So for the listeners, before we move on to your, your second book or whatnot, for the listeners, I'll find the, uh, the direct link for that thing on uh, Amazon. I'll throw it in the show notes there for everybody to get a hold of his book. Cause you got me very intrigued. <laughs> I was hoping for the vlog, but you know, cause us Marines, the reading thing is kind of iffy for us. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's that's a hell of a I couldn't even imagine it because like you're saying, you know, your banks, everything's frozen. Everything's gone. You can't do can't do anything because you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. And imagine imagine, you know, just. You know, something as simple as you're, you're driving, you know, you know, you get you get pulled over NYPD, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, I don't know. You didn't put on your 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 turn signal. So now you get pulled over and they're like, hey, uh, license registration. They go run it and they're like deceased. Yeah. So now you got stolen identities, things, and all that. Yeah, you got fraud. You got a, you know, you got a weapon on you. You got, you know, whatever kind of credentials. Next thing you know, you're like, what is going on? How would how would they deal with that? You know, how how would they deal with somebody with uh, an I, you know, no identity, or how would they deal with somebody that has supposable some kind of fraud identity? Yeah. And they're, they're bringing it to their, you know, their front. How would they deal with that kind of thing? It's yeah, bizarre. It's, you know, you think there would be a place where you can actually just go to like, you know, I don't want to say the congressman or something like that, but somebody official to write, write something up saying, hey, VA or even somebody in the VA or something like that said, hey, you know, somebody hit enter on this guy's name. It was supposed to be another Rodriguez or, or whatever the case yeah. is. And this guy is actually alive, you know, but it, it, everything happens so quick. Like you said, and once the IRS got a hold of it, the social security number is done. Yeah. The bank account, everything is done. So you're probably utility bills. If you got mortgage, you lose everything. Everything. You know, I, at that point I, I didn't exist. And, um, you know, you, people don't normally think about that. People don't normally think about like, if there was something to happen, where would I have my money stashed? You know, people yeah. don't normally, about 
you know, um, how am I going to pay rent? How am I going to deal with this? How am I, you know, um, it's crazy. It's crazy how there's programs out there that think that that talks about the the doomsday or whatever it is. But like, you don't think about that. You know, you're like, these people are nuts. These people are crazy, you know, all the way until you're like, in my situation that you're like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, your job, you're probably getting direct deposit for your paychecks. Your bank mm-hmm. account's done, so you can't even, so you have no more cash anymore. So now you got to like do a GoFundMe, but somebody's going to say, hey, listen, this guy's dead. You know, this guy's whatever. <laughs> Damn, bro. Fraud. <laughs> and you're like, nah, bro, I'm right here, man. I've <laughs> been alive this whole time. <laughs> I'm not even in witness protection. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. That's crazy. I mean, I can see the depression side of it all because now you don't exist anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. to battle that every day and go to work. And then, like you said, you know, pay your rent and just do your day-to-day shit with, with no identity. It would be. Uh... It's a lot more difficult than you think. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. As I'm, as I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, man, you can't even do that. You can't. None of that shit. You know, somebody's going to be coming for your estate soon and. Now you're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, so, um, I'm not very close with the, with, with, with my, my family. So I don't have anybody on my estate. I don't have anybody for this. I don't have anybody for that. So I was, then it turned into, so where's all my stuff going? Yeah. Where's it all going? Emergency contact? Who? Yeah. Yeah. Who's contacted? Who, who who's being who's being contacted again? You know that better not goes, be telling me it's the Salvation Army. Yeah, and it goes right back to okay. So where's my money? Where, yeah. Where's you know where's my stuff? And at one point in the I, I put it in the book, you know, people. Uh, but at one point, you know, I due to my my medical retirement or whatever, I have to take uh medications daily for for my breathing because that's why I got pushed out for. I, I ended up getting injured and uh. I sustained some some lung damage. Okay. So um at one point I ended up back at the VA for um for my medication and there was a lot of back and forth to the point that um I ended up in the emergency room because I was having trouble breathing, I couldn't breathe or whatever it is and there was a lot of controversy until that that doctor ended up coming back because I was like call him call him or whatever it is. You know, after a couple of hours dealing with them, dealing with the uh, the VA police and whatever it is, you know, one of the cops was, you know, he was he didn't take anything for granted. So he was just like, let me let's just call because it doesn't sound like he doesn't sound like he's bad shit, you know. And what's it going to hurt? Yeah. So he was like, can somebody just freaking call? And then the doctor was like, that's my patient. Like he's (laughs) and they're like this is a real thing. And I'm like, God damn it. Like somebody just, you know, yeah. The whole and, time you're sitting there having a hard time breathing. You're like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. They're just, they're over here just thinking that I'm, you know, just, this is this fraud trying to get in and, you know, trying to get some benefits or whatever. So that was, that was a really, really, really bizarre moment. And that was, that was difficult because that's when I, I got, I got to the point that I was like, I'm, these people are really going to kill me now. I'm, yeah. I'm really, I'm going to die right here. Yeah. You know, that that's literally where, where, what it came down to. And that was, uh, that was one of my lows as well. You know, I, I definitely yeah. put 
for the book. I, I really didn't hold anything back as far as that goes. And I, and I, and I applaud you for that. Cause I think your situation is, 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 is crazy. And I'm glad that you, you know, you're telling me you didn't hold anything back. Cause I mean, the truth needs to be out there for anybody. I, man, I hope nobody ever has to go through this. You know, I have a couple ex wives and I still don't want them to go through all that, you know? Well, maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little, just a little, <laughs> just, just a little bit, you know, cause maybe I'm still a contact somewhere and I can have fun with that. But, uh, <laughs> no, I just, I'm glad that you didn't hold anything back in that. And I'm very, I'm definitely going to get the book and I'm definitely, I'm going to wait around. Do you have a name for the film yet or when's it supposed to be released or? Um, so the film is called, uh, dead soldier. Okay. Um, and, uh, the date is, uh, is to be determined at this point. You know, like I said, everything is, is still in the process. It's still right. in the make. Um, so we're currently, you know, filming, uh, we've been filming since, uh, early this month and we're going to continue to film until, uh, you guys see what's going on. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, let yeah. me know, and then I'll uh, once it once it debuts or whatnot, we'll have you back on here, and you know you can we'll let the listeners know again. Hey, I'm yeah. out there. Go watch it. if you guys want to just watch something that just makes you sit back and go, "Fuck, I hope that never happens." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, it's 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 bizarre to live it again, but in a a totally different plane. Things, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, oh, man, this, I just I just thought about it too. I was like, man, if you would have gotten a car accident, you would have been fucked because your insurance would have been like, yeah, nope. RMV would have been like, no, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, so what about his his car payments? Oh yeah, they're up to date, but he's dead. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh yeah, his insurance. Yeah, yeah, his insurance is covered, even though you know he's 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 toast. You know his family must have been taking care of all that stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. All right, so inspiration for the second book so um as i told you before you know i i i got into law enforcement so yep. once i ventured off into that field i i thought it was great to you know put some uh put some stories out there you know about you know just like little scenarios or almost like locker room talk that uh that that us law enforcement officers were to go through or you know, that we'd have, yeah. you know, um, just about whatever kind of calls or whatever that, that we had, whatever situations, you know. So I put that, I turned that into a book because I've noticed on my end, um, there's a lot of pre-teenagers that are now starting to, you know, um, revolve themselves around, you know, petty crime leading into whatever crime. And they don't understand law enforcement as a whole. They only understand, you know, whatever uh, their buddies from the hood or the slums, yep. you know, tell them, you know, and everything is all bad. So to put lights on on law enforcement on the day to day, you know, for the for the young teens to read, you know, I felt like that was that was awesome. And uh, it was almost like necessary. So I did that. And, um, what I did was, which was bizarre and the, the, the feedback was, was amazing. 
was I went to protests, like the huge protests, and I was giving away. I was giving the book away. I gave away maybe maybe a thousand books, nice. and if, if like I said, it was amazing because you have people that's like f the police, f this, f that. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, when you approach an individual and you're like, "Look, I understand," you know, just just small conversation, and you're like, "Just just check out the book," and they're sitting there reading. They're like, "Holy crap!" You know, this yeah. is cool. You know, and then it turned, and then the whole conversation transforms from uh, after police to man, I wish there was more yeah. of you out there and, you know, to, to, to grasp that. And then to be like, there is, you know, it's just, you know, whatever you're seeing or whatever you're hearing, you know, that's, that's not who we are, you know, that's, right. that's who we, what we represent or whatever. So um, this is me and, and that's what it is, you know? So the bet the other side of the the non media side of law enforcement is yes second book outstanding yeah I mean it is and it's tough too because like you you know sometimes you're like oh that cop's just a dick or whatever you know you don't know what he's you don't know what the hell he just came from you know what I mean he you don't know what the hell he just did you know maybe he had to take a child away from the parents or something like that and then he pulls yeah. you over and you're giving him attitude because he's a cop yeah I mean like it's a lot it's no um. I would say, you know, you know, doing what I'm doing, everything goes off of that that situation, you know, right. whatever situation that you are dealing with at hand. So, um, in the book, I literally put down, like, for instance, one of the the stories that I I did have, you know, that I put in there is uh, is called Burning Baby or Melting Baby, I, I would say, and that was, you know, a story that. Uh, that was passed along to me from another another professional that said, "Hey, you know, this is what I went through. This is what happened," and and broke down the scenario, and it was just eye opening. Like, wow, how were you able to to deal with that? And you know, it it was all tears. It was all tears because you know she's like, I I'm a mom. And to watch a, a, a one-year-old suffer the way that That's the baby suffered, like it, it really does, you know. So on, while they were, you know, trying to 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 rescue this this baby, you know, you can feel the emotion and you can feel the you know, the anxiety and the stress behind everything, all the way until they had the moment to really let it sink in, and it was just. It was all tears, you know? Yeah. So what's the name of that book? That one's called uh, We Are Human 2. We Are Human 2, like in the number two or the word two? Two. The, the word two. All right. So, I mean, like, um, you know, you'll be able to pull, you'll be able to pull um, my books. You'll be able to pull up all those books on Amazon. Um, and like I said, Barnes and Nobles, because... They ended up picking them up right away once they realized, like, you know, what I have going on is really picking up a lot of, a lot of traction. Oh, yeah. You know, so whatever, literally, you could just type in my name, author Carmelo Rodriguez, and the the whole list will pop up right there. Um, you know, I don't want to go on and on about my, about all of all of my books because right. I'm here for. 
um, for the interview based upon like, you know, dealing with the vets and how I was able to, you know, deal with all that because there was, there was so much stress and so much anxiety that I went through that, um, that's one of the reasons why I reached out to, to your podcast because it's the 22. Yeah. And, um, while I was going through, through my depression, you know, the likelihood that I could have went left instead of right was very, very high, you know? And I feel like if I didn't have this cause that I transformed this into a cause, yeah, I definitely could have went the other way. You know, um, it was very difficult for me to, to talk to anybody about anything that I was going through because everybody thought that it was a fraud. It was a scam. It was whatever it was all the way. So, you know, I started revealing that all of the, all of the official documents, that's when I started revealing, like, dude, this is really what I'm going through. This is really what's going on. And once I started showing that to the world that's when i started getting a different kind of you know reaction to it but why did why did it have to get that far right you know what i mean in the day you know i'm a brother of yours that's going through a significant struggle why couldn't get the support you know just to get through that you know what i mean so you never actually know what people are going through or how they're living you know and then just the, the ultimate support from brother to brother or sister to sister, you know, it, it, it could make the big difference. Absolutely. I mean, you got, you got, you know, you got the stigma up there. Like you don't want to, you don't want to reach out. You don't want to get help or anything like that for, if you're going for whatever v, a veteran is going through whatever issue, you know, you're down and you're, you're, you're thinking about becoming another 22 and you don't want to reach out. Cause you don't want to seem weak. You don't want to seem, you know, less of a man kind of thing and the stigma out there is crazy and then you do come out and then now you got that other side of the stigma that kind of you went through like oh mm-hmm. you're just you're you're doing it just to say it or just to get sympathy or or whatever and listen people like get so the stigma on our side needs to go away so we can actually talk to people and the stigma on people's side needs to go away so you can actually listen to this veteran that's crying out at this point or or whatnot now you know, don't shame them anymore. You know, mm-hmm. then, you know, now, now you're running into more of a reason why not to speak out in your hard yeah. times. Yeah. And then another thing that I, I, I noticed and I started preaching was, um, once I started hitting my root, my lows and I started getting that kind of reaction, I started, uh, changing how I thought about everything. And then it was like, you know, why can't I just talk to another's, uh, why can't I just talk to a civilian about this matter? Why can't I do this? You know, and then my thoughts or my ideology behind it was, you know, just because this person has never gone to, you know, overseas to go through battle does not mean that they have not gone through some kind of tribulations or battle in their own lives at one point. So then, I started reaching out and I started talking to, you know, just regular people about, you know, my situations and, you know, the wisdom behind it was amazing, you know, and then, you know, that kind of just, it transformed, you know, how I was thinking at the time, because like I said, 
you know, you never know what the next person is going through. So, okay, because there it wasn't an IED explosion does not mean that this person has not gone through a, a, a crazy car accident and lost both of their legs. You know what I'm saying? And that happened on the highway or it does not mean that, you know, there was a shootout in their neighborhood and they lost, you know, they, they got shot or they lost a significant loved one or something like that. You know, there's, you know, there's trial yeah. and this, that people go through here, you know, that, okay, they're not, they're not a vet, but, but they can relate in some ways. Absolutely. And that ground, you can pick up a friend. Yep. Absolutely. And you need to. And yeah. I know I have, I hit the reset button on my life back in 2009 and just that, you know, my listeners will know and everything else. And I'll let you know too, is ever since I hit that reset button on my life, it literally was a reset button. I am where I'm at today. I would have never thought I ever got back here. And now that I'm starting to like this podcast has helped me out tremendously, just be more open about it and stuff like that. You know, before it was only just like me and my grandfather, you know, that's the only guy I trusted. He's Vietnam vet. This that the only thing. But now I'm being more open with like, you know, my wife and my friends and stuff like that. So now people are starting to see like it is a real thing and it really does happen. And like I never deployed, but I had my own issues going through everything that I went through. So where it still pushed me down. But by talking about it and, you know, if you if you if you're out there and you're going through it and you talk to one person and you're not getting the response that you need. Talk to somebody else. You know, and just keep, keep talking to people and just keep calling people in and, and whatnot. And it's tremendous on what happens afterwards, how you look at yourself and, and what you do going forth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, like, just because you, you've hit that low pocket does not mean that, you know, the next day won't be, you know, will be just as, just as bad, right. you know, um, one of my outlets was the journaling. You know, and I literally, you know, it literally came down to when I was hitting the lows, it was, it was not, it was not, oh my God, this is a horrible week. It's not, this was a horrible, you know, day. It, it literally came down to like hours that I was like, F this, yep. you know, you know, this hour sucked. And I'm like journaling, you know, and that was, that was my little outlet, you know, until I was able to find another little outlet until, you know, things started getting better. So, you know, when you, when you hit rough points, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, it literally can come down to hours and, and minutes and, you know, whatever it is, you know, support. So support is definitely a great thing for that. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad that you pulled through it all. I mean, that's hell of a yeah. mess that you went through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're not only did you pull through it, but. I'm glad that you realize that, like, you know, I'm going to get that what happened to me. I'm going to get that out there. So in case it happens to somebody else or or whatever the case, they have kind of a a thing to go by. Like, you know, you can definitely turn it around just because yeah. they, they announced you dead doesn't mean you have to make it true. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the reason why, like, um, my initial vlogs, when I started vlogging, it was just it was mainly based around, you know, the situations that I was going through. And then over time, I stopped thinking like that. And I started thinking like, you know, I'm going to start showing that I'm still living. You know, this isn't going to defeat me. 
this isn't this battle is not going to win or this is a, a battle to be lost so um i started showing like even though i was going through what i was going through and i was there i was definitely hitting some some low points that i still found a way to 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 stand up and to to fight that one more day fight that one more battle all the way until i started winning yeah. you know based on just like not giving up and just you know busting my balls to make it happen no i'm i'm glad that you, and and it's i'm glad you brought that up too cuz it's you know once you once you agree to yourself that you're going to fight through whatever you're going through you get that one that one little battle that you win like all right i kicked that battle's ass what's next you get that mm-hmm. and then you start getting some traction and then next thing you know you're you're just rolling and you never look back yeah and then that's when your conf- your confidence builds up and then it's one of those things like your losses they're, they're not losses anymore it's just you know lessons that you learned along yeah. the way you know you don't even look at it as man that was you know that that was a drastic point in my life you know you look at it as that that was a lesson that was learned yeah, you know that's when, was, that's when i was reborn yeah this is how i overcame it this is how i got it done and now now i have a message you know yep. now i can help the next individual now you know rather than this person struggling i can catch them before they fall yep absolutely one call away right absolutely Oh man. Yeah, this is uh boy, I tell you, when I first started this podcast, I didn't or this episode, I didn't think this is the way it was gonna go with your story. <laughs> I know we we met through uh uh a guest that was on prior to and he kinda told me he's like, Hey man, this guy's got an awesome story. And I'm kinda like, I don't wanna know about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wanna know about it because I like waiting until I get here and I'm glad at and it's 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 an amazing story and I hope you keep pushing these books out. I hope you keep blogging and making films and, and doing everything you can to, to get people out there some help and and hopefully uh we'll start lowering those numbers. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And um, you know, I I'm all like I said, I'm all over um the internet at this point because, you know, this is a story that's that's picking up a lot of momentum, you know, so my my emails out there, my phone number's out there. So if anybody really, you know, needs somebody to to contact, really going through some significant struggle, like, hey, I'm a call away. Absolutely. You know, kind of, I kind of leave it like that. You know, because you know, nobody knows what struggles you know that person's going through that day. That and and that little call might make that difference. So, absolutely. And it's and it's in a pile of struggles, right? It's a pile of struggles. It's not just one struggle that you're going through. When 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 you're down at that that point in your life, it's it's all of your struggles prior to. It's mm-hmm. not just that one. So and like I, that's why I was saying, you hit that traction, get that one done, get the next one done, get the next one done, get the next one done. And then oh, yeah. they, and it's it's an amazing. And you know, I talk to other veterans nowadays that are, you know, like yourself, they're doing amazing things now. You know, amazing inspirational shit that they never thought they were going to. They're in the best shape of their lives, everything. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, right now, we got that film going on. And at the same time, you know, I just got picked up for another film. So, I, 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 never, I never thought that my life would, would end up here. You know, yeah. that now, into, into film, 
but um you know while all of that is going on i'm also um partnered up with a couple of guys to do a uh inspirational motivational tour you know all around you know the east coast for the most part and we're literally just going from place to place to place you know uh you know speaking our truths you know to, uh, whoever needs it wherever they need it or whatever it is so we're hitting like schools colleges you know corporate businesses whatever you know we're we're venturing into into that that world because you know like i said um you know people go through their own struggles yeah. and some they need they need that push they need you know that story told they need that little bit that that little bit that'll get them you know to the finish line you know whatever wherever it is you know in in whatever part of their life yeah yeah dude that's well i'm in massachusetts so i'm not too far away from you but <laughs> and we're, we're finally starting in some weather man so i got a i got a nice fire pit in my backyard whenever you're ready oh yeah <laughs> hey hey man i want to say thanks for 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 coming on and sharing your story with the with my listeners and the people out there and, you know, getting your, your story known. And, yeah. and now you're, you're, you know, you're doing films and now you're going, you're teaming up with some people and they're, you're going to travel and dude, that's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So keep, yeah. man, once again, dude, I applaud you. And that's a hell of a, I just can't get over all the shit that you went through. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but like maybe I should have asked before this episode, then I wouldn't have been so like, wow. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I, I've I've gone through, you know, I've had my fair share of interviews that it was, it, it ended up going off script because people were like, "What the hell is going on right now?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "No," and I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Can you come back? We want to know more." <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And that's that's kind of what it turns into. But you know, that's that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah that's. Well, keep going, man, and I'd love to have you back on whenever you know. Definitely, after that film goes out, you got to come back on. We'll we'll get that known out there too, and we'll see how you're doing, and and listen to your amazing stuff that you've done from now until then. Oh yeah, well check it out. So, um, I'm dropping my my next book right, um, March seventeenth. Uh, it's the Eddie's uh, book, right? And this one's called. <laughs> This one, yeah, this one's called Just Write the Book, all right? And the reason that I wrote that, the reason that, you know, I, I felt that it was necessary to push out to the world is because, you know, just like me, there's so many other people that have stories, amazing stories, you know, um, fantasy stories, whatever kind of stories that they have, you know, and they're just, they're so caught up in their mind that what if people don't like it or you know this is the situation or that's the situation so in that book i literally put in there like do it for you you know once you put it out the world that's 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 going to be there forever yeah. you know people will you know read on it or whatever it is you know but at the end of the day this is you you did it you know so i i preached to everybody and i and I put in there, you know, the struggles that I went through. I, I add some comedy in there, too, because, you know, not every day is just about writing. You know, you deal with crazy stuff along the way. And you go through, you know, uh, writer's block or you go through situations like myself. I, I had a child 
and he's he's infatuated with the laptop, so smashing the buttons and erasing everything is is a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, I put everything in that book just so people can see, like you know, authors like myself. You know, we go through that. You know, this is thing that you know we're just like you. You know, we just have a little bit more experience and we can hide it a little bit better, you know, but writing that book, write write that story, put that story out there to the world and and you'll see amazing thing happen is, is the, uh, is the idea behind it all. You know, I mean, my first book, look look where I'm at now off of my first book. Yeah. You know, so. Well, it's a, it's a hell of a, it's a hell of a personal victory for you. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad it's going somewhere. Yeah, that's why I decided to write that book. It's it's coming out March seventeenth, so make sure you you guys check on that. Perfect. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks again. And uh, <laughs> can't wait to talk to you some more. Oh yeah, you got my number, bud. All right, listeners, stay tuned for the outro, and thank you for listening. If we look to the answer as to why, for so many years, we achieved so much prospered as no other people on earth it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth the price for this freedom at times has been high but we have never been unwilling to pay that price Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. 